on everybody welcome to the call tact podcast thank you so very much for tuning in with me today i finally got a little bit more of a professional setup here in terms of my mic shout out to kelly she got me a mic for christmas hopefully you guys had a great christmas thank you for everybody who wished me and my family a merry christmas and that type of thing thank you so very much for that it was very much appreciated thank you for everyone who tuned in last week and commented about having the kids on there it's always fun to to get the kids on and kind of let them share verses and share their ideas you never know what's going through a kid's head so um, thank you guys for listening. And, you know, this is the final one of the year. It's, it's crazy to think, you know, I started the podcast in February and it's crazy to think that we're already at the end of the year. It's gone by so quickly. And I'm just so very thankful that the Lord has called me to do this and given me the opportunity and the, the, just the platform to be able to figure out how to do all this stuff. You know, if you've listened to this show before, you know, I've said it time and time again, I'm not very tech savvy. So the, the way that the Lord has been able to allow me to figure out some of these things and to get the guests that I've been able to have on. I'm just extremely humbled and extremely honored. I'm so excited for 2023. And um, I just want this episode to be kind of just a encouragement episode looking into 2023. Um, I know a lot of people talk about, you know, maybe they feel like they've wasted time. A lot of people talk about, you know, doing New Year's resolutions, how they can only stick to them for the first couple of weeks of January or whatever. And we're going to look at New Year's resolution from a biblical standpoint. Is it biblical to set for yourself a New Year's resolution? That type of thing. We'll get into all that. But before we get into that, we're going to go ahead and do what's up. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? All right. So this one's going to be a little bit of a longer what's up today just because Christmas weekend last week was pretty crazy. So starting out last Friday, um, I went and got a tattoo for my daughter, for the baby, for Hadley. And from then on, it was just nonstop, you know, because anytime you go to get a tattoo, it's something that takes a couple hours. And um, this is a Christian podcast. So some people that might be listening to this right now, they're like, oh, you went and got a, a tattoo. Um, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. So I went and got a tattoo Friday night. And then Saturday, um, we went to my family's and we celebrated Christmas with them and it was just an amazing time to, to spend with family um, and, and just enjoy ourselves. And then Sunday we went to my mom's and it was fun. Uh, I'm sorry, Kelly's mom's house. And it was funny because a couple things about it. Um, we had a great time, but it, it just seems like, you know, the more people that you throw into the family. And if you hear noise in the background, Kelly is actually in the next room with a baby. And so the other kids, um, Finley, our oldest, she's staying with her grandparents. And then the boys are staying, you know, they're here, but they're asleep. And so um, if y'all hear some noise in the background, it's Kelly with the baby. Shout out to Kelly. Thank you so very much for um, keeping the kids the way that you've done this year. Gosh, I mean, I, I couldn't ask for a better um, partner the way that she has stuck by me this whole way and encouraged me, helped me out um, any way that she possibly could. You know, just like, you know, she bought me this mic. So it's just like she's been such an encouragement to me throughout this year. And I'm very, very thankful for all that she puts into this because this wouldn't happen if it wasn't for her. And so I'm very, very thankful for her. But um, we had a great time with the family over the weekend. And then um, Monday night, we were at home and I was uh, 
Kelly had went out. I can't remember what she was doing. And, and I had the kids and uh, Landry, you know, because it's, it's been cold. So his lips were really bad chapped. And Landry is our four-year-old. And so I said, well, go into the bathroom because I was holding the baby. I said, go into the bathroom and get some chapstick. You know, I told him exactly where it was. And, you know, kids, they go in the room and they just look around and I don't see it. So I said, go in there and, uh, you know, get it out of the bathroom and you can bring it in here. No, I could do it myself. So, you know, he wants to do it himself. So I said, all right, go ahead. So he goes in the bathroom and then I hear him. Oh, no, he says. And I'm like, what? what's going on? And he starts crying. I said, what's, you know, what's going on, buddy? Come here, come here. So he comes in there and he's holding the chapstick and he goes, I'm a girl now. And he's like crying. And I'm like, what? And he shows me the chapstick and he thinks it's lipstick. So he thinks, you know, I got lipstick. So I'm a girl now because I have lipstick on and just takes you into the mind of a four year old to be like, no, buddy. No, I said, no, it's all good. I said, it's just chapstick. It's just a, a strawberry flavor. You know, it's it's mom's. It's all good. You're not a girl now just because you even if you had have mistakenly put in lipstick on, it wouldn't have made you a girl. And so I took the chapstick from him. I put it on my, you know, my lips and I said, see, you know, it's all good. And so he starts laughing and I put it on, put some more on his lips. But um that's a topic for another day in terms of, you know, if in a four-year-old's mind, if I put lipstick on that, that makes me a girl. And there's some people that are a lot older than him that think that sort of thing, but we'll, uh, we'll get into that another day for sure. Um, but today with this being the year ender, I just wanted to jump into a couple of things that the Lord has laid on my heart, just in reading of the word and, and kind of thinking about making a plan for 2023, because you know, you want to have a plan, you know, like a verse that we're going to look at today where where there is no vision, people perish. Right. So we're going to look in the book of Matthew and in the book of Matthew, where we're going to look at first is Matthew chapter 14 and Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. This is the feeding of the 5000. So um, one thing that I want to encourage you guys throughout the course of this year is I think this needs to be a year in 2023 where I am. In my own life, I'm going to try the best that I possibly can to submit every single part of myself to the Lord, because throughout your walk, even when you say you're fully submitted to the Lord, sometimes there can be smaller things in your life that you say, I'm not willing to give up yet. But I think that's one thing that's been beautiful about this whole call to act podcast and the page and everything like that. And like I've said on the past couple of episodes, like this is for all of us, like we are all called to act. This is not just me. It's everybody who's listening. This is a community. This is a family. And so, I, and one thing that the Lord has brought to my attention through this is that we need to be helping each other. We need to be pushing people along, you know, helping each other in our walk. That's biblical. That's what we know. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. So um, if you want to ever reach out to me, a lot of you have, if you ever want to reach out to me, you can hit me up on Instagram. It's called tax podcast. It's all one word. Or my email, Donovan L. Jones, 1994 at gmail.com. I would love to encourage you, pray for you, um, however you can on your walk. I would love to be alongside you in that battle because it is the world tries to make us feel like it's a lonely place for a Christian. But there's so much more of us and we just need to speak up and to just build that community because um, it's needed now more than ever. So Matthew chapter 14, this is the feeding of the 5,000. This chapter uh, 14, verse 13, it says, Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there. This was right after John the Baptist's death. So he wanted to be alone for a little bit because he's upset because his friend has just been beheaded, right? So um, skip down to the end of verse number 13. It says, But when he, when he heard the crowds, they followed him on foot from the towns. And uh, when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, and he healed they're sick. Verse number 15. Now, when it was evening, the disciples came to him uh, and they said, this is a desolate place and the day is over now. Send the crowds away to go into the villages to buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. Skip down to verse number 18. 
And so they brought him the five loaves and the two fishes, and he says, bring them to me. And he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the crowds, and they all ate and were satisfied. I love that. I love that passage. Just the faith, first of all, for the people to him to tell everyone to sit down when they see all the food that he has is five loaves and two fishes, right? For them to have the faith and say, okay, I'm going to at least see what this guy's about. I'm going to sit down for a second because he's saying, you know, we need to sit down. And then them having the faith in him and then them ble him blessing the food and giving it to everyone. And then it says, and they were satisfied. But that was short-lived. It it's a short-lived satisfaction. Um, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? It, it, it was a, a short-lived time of being satisfied because we're going to see just in the next chapter, really, chapter 16. And, and I think that's one thing. And. Shout out to Charlie Banks because he uh, he's I guess I say it more than I realize, but he was talking about how my motto for the show should be live intentionally. Uh, I think that's a great motto because we do need to be living intentionally. And that's what I want to encourage you guys to do throughout the course of 2023 is just live intentionally every single day. And so understanding the times that God has blessed you in your life and understanding the miracles that he has worked in your life, understanding the times that he has been there for you in ways that you can't even explain other than the fact that just say it was all because of him and not to forget those times, to keep those times in your heart, because it is so easy for us as Christians just to forget those times and then just to wonder, what am I going to do now in the midst of a storm? But God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And the same God that got you out of something yesterday can and will get you something tomorrow. We just need to have the faith in him to know that he is going to provide your needs. So the very next chapter, this is chapter 15. Now we're going to go to, to verse 32. This is the feeding of the 4,000. This is literally the next chapter after Jesus just fed the 5,000. Verse 32, it says, Then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. And I am unwilling to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. So right away, Jesus knows your need. He knew that these people, and sometimes Jesus puts the obstacle in your way so that you realize you need him, right? He calls the problem, technically speaking, for these people because he has been speaking for three days. He calls the problem because he knew he was the answer. He was the solution. He said, I'm unwilling to send them away because they'll faint on the way from hunger because they're so hungry. They've been sitting there listening to him speak for three days. So the disciples replied to him, and this is what is so talking about being intentional and remembering the times that Jesus has been there for you. The disciples said to him, where are we to get enough food? Or I'm sorry, where are we to get enough bread in such a desolate place to feed such a great crowd? There's 4,000 people there. The chapter before, there's 5,000. And then they're questioning, where are we going to get enough food to feed these people? When, however many days before you just fed 5,000? Don't forget the things that God has done for you in, in your life. It's so easy in the midst of the storm, in the midst of needing to have your, your needs met in the 4,000 to forget what he did for you in the 5,000. You know what I'm saying? So just try to remember the times that God has been there for you in your life because he is always there. He's always going to be there to provide for you. So if you skip talking about times of Jesus providing for you and you acknowledging that it was Jesus that did that for you. Let's look. This is in the same chapter. Uh, and, and this is this is it's crazy. Just this whole chapter 14 through 16, 17. It's such a crazy passage. And, and the Lord has really been revealing a lot to me 
in this book of Matthew. So if you look in chapter 16, verse 13. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, who do the people say that the Son of Man is? So he asked his disciples, who do the people say that I am? Of course, they reply. I'm paraphrasing. I mean, I know I got the word in front of me, but just for lack of time, I'm paraphrasing. Some people say that you're Elijah. Some people say you're John the Baptist. So Jesus says to them, who do you say that I am? And Peter steps forward and he says, you are the Christ, the Son of God. Okay, this is this is chap. This is a verse number. Let's see, 17. Okay, this is verse number 17. He says, uh, uh, you are the Christ, the, the son of the living God. Jesus answers him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Okay, so he publicly acknowledges to Jesus, you are the son of God. I understand that you are the son of God. I understand that God, you know, sent you here for us. You are the Messiah. Okay, don't don't let this next part get lost on you because this is verse number 16. Skip down to verse number 21. Jesus tells him what his ultimate goal of becoming human, of coming to earth is. And he says, you know what? Uh, there's going to come a time that I'm going to have to go to Jerusalem. And I'm going to be persecuted. And I'm going to be killed. Okay, so he lays out the whole plan, right? That we've talked about in past episodes that before the foundation of the earth were laid, the lamb had already been slain. This was the plan from the beginning of time. Peter acknowledges you are the son of God, right? He acknowledges that, what, six or seven verses before this. Look down in verse number 22. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. So he just acknowledges that he's the son of God. Jesus tells him, this is the plan. This is the plan that me and the father have had before the foundations of the earth were laid. This was the plan. This was the only way to get you to the Father. Like it says in John 14, 6, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Those are Jesus' words. Jesus is saying, no one can get to the Father but by me. And this is how it is going to take place. This is how it's going to happen. Peter says, no, this is not going to happen. Like, this this can't happen. Rebuking him. <laughs> and and uh, Jesus says back, back to him, get behind me, Satan. Mm, because he's saying, you're not going to block the plan that has been set way before this moment, way before you were born. This was the plan, and you're not going to be a hindrance. You're not going to play the role of Satan and try to sway me from what my ultimate goal is, which is to die for the sins of the entire world. And you talk about living intentionally. I mean... Jesus is the ultimate example of living intentionally. So let's let's talk about, for a second, um, having a New Year's resolution. And, and I want to encourage you guys out there also, if you don't already, to journal. Um, you can even do it in your phone. Just pull up your note tab, you know, uh, note app on your phone and just write down a couple things that you want to do. And get an account accountability partner, somebody that, that can walk along with you in your in your walk and try to just encourage you and build you up and try to say, you know, you've got this, I've got your back. Um, even with things that you struggle with, if you're trying to give up something in 2023, get at least one person that you trust, that you know um, has your back, that you know is a prayer warrior, that will pray alongside you, that will lift you up and encourage you. Because I know there's so many people that struggle with things. And, and just in the time that I've had this podcast, I've had so many people come on and talk about the the struggle of pornography. 
right? If you're somebody that's struggling with pornography or drinking or smoking or cussing or whatever it is, get somebody in your life that you know that you can trust. That's not going to go behind your back and badmouth you to, you know, whoever else, but somebody that you can trust and say, you know, I need help with this. Right. So then that way, when you are feeling that urge, not only can you pray, which I shouldn't say not only because that is the ultimate being able to go to the throne of God almighty and talk to him. But God built us with with the longing and desire for relationships. So so seek out that relationship aspect with somebody and say, hey, man, I'm going through a hard time. Or if it's a it's a if you're a female listening to this right now, go to a sister in Christ and be like, hey, I need help in this area. Like, you know, will you pray with me about this, especially right now? I'm struggling with whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? So um, when you talk about writing something down, if you look at in the book of Habakkuk, uh, chapter two, and I might be butchering the, uh, the pronunciation of that. Habakkuk 2.2, it says, uh, write the vision down, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come if we, oh no, it will not delay. So talking about making a New Year's resolution, write it down, write down the vision. You know, I think one thing that the Lord has really revealed to me throughout the course of this year is how much in society we have taken and twisted it to seem like it's just some kind of cliche thing, but it's actually biblical stuff. Like, New Year's resolution, if we look at it from a biblical perspective, it's saying here in Habakkuk 2, write the vision down. So when somebody sees it, they can run with it. They can go, they can strive after whatever it is that you are writing down, trying to accomplish throughout the course of your year, right? And so I think one thing that's big about that too is is um, Proverbs 28, or I'm sorry, Proverbs 28, 29, 18. That's the passage that says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So this is biblical stuff that we're trying to do. And if we're trying to walk a Christian life and we're trying to do the best that we can to seek after God, we need to go at it from a biblical perspective. So if you look in the Bible, you are going to find an answer for every single thing that you are trying to do in your life. And and I know for me, I'll just go ahead and kind of be vulnerable in, in terms of some things that I'm writing down for the course of this year. One of them is just that intentionality piece, one that I've talked about before. It's just trying to live every day intentionally, trying to seek God's face, because like it tells us in Matthew, um, like seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And when you are seeking first the kingdom today, not worrying about tomorrow, God tells us there in the book of Matthew, like, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't be anxious for tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. And if you are giving me your today, seeking first after the kingdom today, I'm going to take care of your tomorrow. So don't even worry about it because I am the great I am. I am the God, the creator of everything. I am going to take care of your tomorrow. Give me your today because we're not promised tomorrow. The book of Ecclesiastes says over and over again, talks about how life is a vapor, how how life is only a couple of days. So take advantage of the moment that you're in right now, because who knows if tomorrow's going to come for you, right? So be intentional every single aspect of your life. Try to point people to God. Try to live your life in such a way that brings honor and glory to God. And for me, um, Galatians 6, 9 is going to be the biggest passage that I try to keep at the forefront of my mind, the biggest um, verse that I try to keep in my mind over and over again. And I want to encourage you guys to do the same thing. Find a passage of scripture that you can, that can relate to the word or phrase or a couple of words that you want to try to focus on in 2023. 
um, living intentionally, that's going to be mine, living every moment intentionally. And Galatians 6, 9 talks about, I'm paraphrasing here, but it says that like never grow weary in doing good because you will reap what you sow if you do not give up. Like don't give up, keep going because the more that you strive, yeah, you're going to fall. Yeah, you're going to have moments of doubt. Yeah, you're going to have moments of fear, wondering, am I doing this the right way? Is this having an impact on anything? If you are just not giving up, keep going. Even if all you could do is crawl, if you're not running and sprinting and you're looking to somebody and you're saying, man, they're making leaps and bounds in their life and all I'm doing is crawling. Well, it's just that 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 intentionality, again, that that persistence to keep going no matter what. I missed two or three nights in a row reading my Bible. Okay, we'll start tonight reading your Bible. You know, just because you failed once doesn't mean your life is over. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's one thing that the enemy really does is he tries to get you to think, and this is what he's done in my own life, so I'm speaking from experience. He tries to take moments in my life where I've failed, and he tries to get me to forget the progress that I have made, that the Lord has allowed me to make throughout the course of this year. Because I go back and I look and I listen to like one of my first episodes, not only just with the way that I spoke, but just the intro, the outro, the way that it sounded, how everything is a little bit more clearer now, how there's 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 more direction in each episode, how... Just just the progress that the Lord has allowed me to make throughout the course of this year. And, so, and the world would say practice makes perfect. But us as Christians, we know, Galatians 6, 9, you're going to reap what you sow if you do not give up. So keep going, even if you're putting stuff out, not just from a like a creation perspective in terms of you're trying to create um, a podcast or music or whatever, anything in your life. It's going to get better the more that you go. Just don't give up. It's never going to be great starting out. You know, I think that's the, in this society, it's that popcorn society where if it doesn't pop off right away, then I just need to give up because I'm not getting any good at it. I, I just need to go try to do something else. You're not going to get better at it unless you keep at it. Keep trying. Keep trying new things. Keep pushing. Don't let the enemy put it in your head that, OK, I'm not getting any better at this and I've done it five or six times. So I just need to give up because you never know if that sixth, seventh, eighth time is going to be that breakthrough. You know what I'm saying? So just keep going. And maybe you're somebody who you feel like, <sighs> I, I, I've been trying for years, but I keep failing. You know, I keep saying tomorrow's going to be better. I keep saying next year's going to be better. I keep saying that, yeah, I failed today. You know, maybe I'm never going to make any progress because I've wasted so much time. My mom sent me this, uh, just a little um, clip of a, of a, preacher's sermon. I can't remember the preacher's name, but she sent me this the other day and I felt like this really relate, related to what we're speaking about today. Um, if you look in Joel chapter 2, verse 25, maybe you're somebody that ha that is struggling with this thought of wasted years. There is no wasted time. You know, maybe you're getting a little bit older. I know me for my life, I'm 28 years old. Some people might think that that's young. Some people might think that that's old. It's all beauties in the eye of the beholder, right? Um, but I think, and I completely butcher this, not beauty in the eye of the beholder. Age is just a number. I don't know where beauty in the eye of the beholder came, but I guess that's true too. But it's, it's one of those things where I feel like in my life, there's been times where I've wasted time. You know, I've wasted years. There's, there's been a lot of times cause I'm not crazy about being a truck driver. You know, I never wanted to be a truck driver and, and the Lord has really put it on my heart. It's like, be thankful that I'm allowing you to work a job that you could provide for your family. 
right? And and to kind of go back into that intentionality, talking about wasted time, trying to connect the two. I'll I'll, I'll tell this quick story before I and I'm, I'm wrapping up here. I, you know, I said I wanted to keep these solo episodes around 30 minutes, but um, you know, I was talking about at the beginning how we had our Christmas and it was just really hectic and it was nonstop. Well, I was thinking about this that Sunday night as we got home, I was in a bad mood. I'm not going to lie. After Christmas, I was in a bad mood because I get up <laughs> I get up really early for work and I work a lot of hours. And so, you know, I didn't get any rest at all over the weekend and I was kind of I, I won't lie, I was in a like kind of like a pouting mood. And I remember telling Kelly I, I had a bad attitude and I'm like you know, I'm not getting any rest this weekend, blah, 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 blah. Just, just not being how I should, not having the attitude that I should. And I got into scripture and I was reading and it, and the Lord really placed this on my heart. And, and it's just like everything that I'm going through in life, it is nothing compared to the price that Jesus has paid for me. Ultimately, if you think about what I said earlier, the plan was the plan before the foundation of the earth were laid. Jesus knew that plan and he came here. And when the people came to him and said, do we need to pay taxes? He said, give to Caesar what is Caesar, knowing that part of those taxes go to crucifixion, which was going to be the death of him. What do I have to complain about? He knows he's going to die on a cross. He is going to face persecution. He's going to be beaten Literally, some people did not make it to the cross because the the scourging that they faced was enough to kill a man. I heard scientists or a doctor talking about one time that sometimes just the crown of thorns, if it was placed on somebody, it could be enough blood loss to kill someone. Just the, the crown of thorns alone could have killed someone. Not to mention all the blood that he lost with the scourging, with the beating. And then for him to carry his cross with you and me on his mind, but rewind a little bit. Him knowing that he's going to have to go through all this pain and agony. Hebrews 4, uh, I think it's 4.15 or 4.16. It talks about we don't have a high priest that cannot sympathize. Not only can he sympathize, he can tell us about it. Because while he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, literally sweating blood drops because of the stress that he's under, because he knows what he is about to have to face, he goes out and he tells his friends, pray for me. When he goes out there to check on them, they're fast asleep. When it comes time for him to be arrested and for him to be taken in front of the series of, of um, governors and whatnot that he was going to see before his crucifixion, all his friends deserted him. Everyone left him. When he's facing the biggest storm of his life, all his friends left him. He felt completely alone. Even God Almighty, when he's hanging on the cross, has to turn his back on him because he cannot witness sin. Because all the sin was being put on Jesus. Not only can he sympathize, he can tell you about it. Right? He knows what it's like to be betrayed. He knows what it's like to be hungry. In Luke chapter 4, when he goes off into the wilderness to be by himself, when Satan comes and tempts him, he's hungry. Right? He's thirsty. He's he's 100% God, but he's also 100% man. And then to think about him going through all these things, he still washes Judas's feet the one that he knows is going to betray him. And I'm complaining because I'm going to be tired at work. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. It's like be intentional because it's like, think, and, and I know it's easier said than done, but the more that you do it, 
it, it becomes easier and easier. It becomes those moments where you're, where you're starting to stress out or you're starting to get annoyed by whatever it is. Those thoughts of, okay, what I'm going through right now, yeah, it might suck, but this is not the end. And my Savior is with me. Jesus is with me, whatever I'm going through in my life. But also, He knows and He can tell me about what I'm going through in my life right now. Right? Because he faced every single trial, every single temptation in this life, but still lived a sinless and perfect life and went on the cross and died for you and me. So um, let's get back to maybe you feel like you've wasted some time. Maybe you feel like you've wasted years. Your story can reach somebody. The years that you think have wasted could be what brings somebody to Christ or what encourages somebody to give their life to Christ right now because they're saying, I don't want to put this off any longer and have that nagging feeling in the back of my mind that 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 regret maybe for time that is wasted. But like I said, there is no time that is wasted. We just have to to go at it with that mindset that, okay, everything that I have gone through, Jesus can use it. Joel chapter 2, verse 25 says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter. So locusts, these were animals that ate harvests. Jesus is saying to you, I will return to you the years that are considered, by human standpoints, wasted. I'll return those to you. I will restore the harvest. I will restore the years to you. So uh, the pastor also said, and I wrote this down because I thought it was so good. If the enemy can't get in front of you and stop you, he gets behind you and pushes you. He makes you feel like you've wasted and lost too much time. Ultimately, the second that we give our heart and our life to Jesus, the enemy knows that he can't stop you from doing that, but he can try to distract you, right? And if he can't get in front of you and stop you, he's going to get behind you and push you, try to put things in your mind and say, well, you've wasted this. I think that's one thing that the enemy is trying to do with me. And he and, and he's really, he's gotten me a couple of times. I'm not going to lie because I am in a fallen state. I'm, I'm a human being. We're all broken. We all need Jesus. But that's when we need to be able to go back to scripture and try to find a scripture that defeats him, that tries to put him back in his place. And when we have a plan and when we understand and, and, and can kind of be self-aware to see the areas that we struggle with and also going back to that accountability partner, if we can get a couple people that we can um, have hold us accountable, it makes it a whole lot easier because there's freedom in the light. When you're able to shine the light on your problems to other people, there's freedom in that. You know, you're held in bondage in the dark, but when you're in the light, there's freedom. Like it says in the word, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And so um, with all that being said, like, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listened throughout the course of this year. Um, everyone who has commented, everyone who has reached out to me, everyone who's shared, you know, the podcast on Instagram or whatever the case may be. It's been extremely humbling because there's no reason why anybody should even be listening to this. Right. I don't give anybody a reason to. I don't have any kind of like. Uh, form of celebrity and anything like that, but it's just been a very encouraging year. And just to see all the people that the Lord has allowed me to have on, like Holvi and and Zanti, Paris Chris Chrisloft, and all these people that I've been following for years, and the way that the Lord has opened the door for me to not only have conversations with them, but be able to go back and talk to them again after the fact, it's just been unbelievable. And Lord willing, here in January, one of those guys that I just mentioned will be coming back on the podcast 
So we'll see how that goes. But with all that being said, um, thank you guys so very much for listening. Hope you guys have a great week. Um, stay encouraged and we will see you guys next week. Remember, we are all called to act. So get after it. God, uh, God bless you guys. Y'all have a good week. Sing. Sing.